No, I'd like to explain <clears throat> a concept, very, very powerful concept, <clears throat> and especially expressed in Chassidish Svarim, <clears throat> that the Shechina rests in this world. There are times when the Shechina rests in a great, great open way, it's about Martin Teuter. Right after Martin Teuter in the Mishkin, they literally saw how the Mishkin was there. They saw the cloud. They saw the blessings. They saw Moshe ben he was talked to by Hashem. So there was his galus hashchina in a high level. That's called his galut hashchina. That means, but the shchina sometimes sort of dissipates slowly. Doesn't stay there always. Gets meaning to say, if people sin, the shin is not so so open. The more people are pious, the more people are religious. They, you know, they mostly if they engage to have a relationship to Hashem, the more closer they're to Hashem. So then, the shchina comes rests. Now, it's very interesting in the pashas no say that the Pasha talks about how the Shekhinah rested, because the Torah goes into the, all the four of the Golem, the four, meaning to say the four, uh, you know, divided the four camps. There was in the east, in the west, in the north, and the south, exactly how in the middle was the Mishkin, and how the, literally the Shekhinah rested on the Mishkin. Literally there was a Shekhinah rested. And the rest, the Shechina rested because Kali's soul, you know, was a very high level. And the Torah says a very interesting thing. The Shalchim and Amachna should send away from the camp called Tzerua, Chol Zov, Chol Tumen and Nefesh. So the, 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 the Svarim say a very profound thing. Odomerishan, with his sin, caused three great Tumas to come into this world. Other magician that he sinned, he ate from the eight sadas, so he, had to, he brought death. death. Death is a tumor. person dies since there was a soul in the body. Once the soul departs, the body is tumor. That's number one. Number two, second tumor he brought down was a tzaras. The tzaras came, the snake, the snake, this is called the tzaras, the snake, the Medrash calls it the skin of the snake is a tzaras. Do you know that a, a snake must shed its skin once a year? You know, I don't know exactly. Uh, quite. And the Gemara says if you would hear the screaming of the pain, the snake if, of shedding its skin, it's deafening. So why? Because he spoke Roshanara, the snake. The snake was the one who seduced that when he spoke Roshanara, brought down the tumor. So he dialed down the Tumat Saras. And the reason the skin, because other mission had a holy skin before he sinned. And after the sin, we lost that beautiful order. And now we have to wear clothing. Till then, it was Kosnus Oir, a clothing with great light, an order surrounded the humans. Other mission Chava, after the skin, they were without clothing. Not to wear clothing, became Kosnus Oir. Balkapan, the snake, these are the three tumors. And the third tumor, I said the second, the third tumor is 
that a woman, when she gets her period, that's a tumor also, even though it's a very powerful thing that she could have children, but that brings a tumor. So Torah says that a tumor mess has to leave one machna. Tumor zob has to leave two camps, and the tumors betzoyde has to leave all three camps. The reason is because there had to be a tikkun for the chet odom harishin, the odom harishin sin, which brought down these three tumors. Now the shechin is here. We must put aside these three tumors: tumas mes, tumas tzaras, and tumas zov. And then the Torah goes into an interesting thing. The next pasha it talks about if a person steals, because odom harishin really stole. Other Mauritian ate from that sadas. It didn't belong to him. Hashem said, I'm giving you everything. We call it Sagan. Everything in the Gan you could eat. That tree you shouldn't eat. And he did eat. That was a blemish. That was a mistake. And that was not just the way he stole. So the, the second Pasha, the Torah talks about the stealing. Third Pasha talks about the Bar Pasha Saita. I want to tell you something very interesting about the Pasha Seder. There is no mitzvah in the Torah that the Torah says, do something and a miracle will happen. Amazing? Pasha Seder, Torah says, I want you to do this and this. By doing this and this, if the lady was innocent, she would be blessed beyond imagination. And if she was not, if she's guilty, she defied herself, she would just blow up. We don't find that any place in the Torah. And the reason why it is over here this way is because, again, the Shekhinah rests on each individual, but the Shekhinah rests when there's a couple. It's a higher level of a Shekhinah, especially when there's children involved. So the that has to be in a holy way. And that represents also the Chet of Odom Arishin. Why does that represent? Because what really the snake did he wanted to bring a, a, a gap between Adam and Chava. You know what the snake's plan really was? The snake, according to the Zoyer, is a loner. You never notice, you never see a snake hunting with a partner. Ever noticed? Snakes are always loners. Even the lions go, live in prides and, 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 you know, they're, you know, the. They're not so lonely, you know, they seem together, you know, there's certain cat families I saw from my grandchildren's book who hunt on their own, but they, they, you know, they have a mating season, they stay together for weeks, and then they each go in their own way. A Watson, a snake, never you see it uh, uh, with someone. A snake is called a loner, the Zoe says. He wanted very much the snake that Chava should, uh, the Udamarish should die, he'll marry Chava, because he thought just like Odom and Chava are so close to each other that he could get this closeness by getting rid of Odom and marrying Chava. So he brought in the first Sholom Bayes make problem maker was the snake. It wasn't the mother-in-law. There was no mother-in-law. It was the snake. And the uh, snake was the first one who, I say, chopped up... Uh, you know, trouble, and he tried to separate the two of them, and and he just brought a curse. So that's why the Pasha Soita is also that way. It is how the snake went and seduced Chava, 
The women are easier, easier sometimes, not uh, more vulnerable. That's the right word, not easy. The right word is to be more vulnerable, more vulnerable. And the Torah makes a whole parsha, a whole parsha, and the Torah says, and if she's guilty, her legs would fall off, just like the Torah cut the legs off of the nochosh, cut her legs off. This is kavayuchal. A person is, is sins as it commits adultery, drinks this water. Well, terrible, terrible things. Her legs would fall off, and etc. Now, I want to say something a very, very important. Zoya. Zoya asks majorly two questions, and a third question gets answered also. The Zoya asks an entire Pasha Soita. That's a very powerful question. The Koyan does not do the Shrita. You know, coin doesn't do shrita. The coin's avoider in the Bismillah starts by catching the blood. You know, shrita is called a midas haddin. I mean, got eat chickens, we got to eat, but it's called midas haddin, shechting. The coin doesn't engage in that. He's, he represents love. The Mishnah says in Ovis, have a metamid of shalaharai, oyev shalom, roidev shalom. Who love peace, seek peace, you know, be peaceful. Be, this is what the Torah wants. The, uh, this was the entire Aharon. That's what Aharon was all about. The peaceful, goodness, love. Shechting is not part of him. So this is why he says, if that's true, you bring the lady to be some and the coin gets involved, and he blows her up. He blows her up. That doesn't belong to the Kayan. Then the Zoe asked another very interesting question. The second question the Zoe says, very profound question. He says, the Gemara says, if she's innocent, you know what happens? That she's going to be blessed. She didn't have children, she will have children. Chana, the mother of Shmuel, the Gemara relates, told Hashem, if you're not going to give me children, I'm going to act like a Satan. And then you're going to have to give me children. So why do you have to put me through this? So the Gemara says it's a blessing. And the Gemara says didn't have boys, will have boys. If birth was difficult, it would go very easy. So he so asked a very interesting question. How is this lady going to go back, live with the husband, who the husband, as we quote in English, you know, put her through the colds? You know what humiliating this is? That he accuses her of adultery, and they bring into Bismigdish, and they take over Tichon, and they make a hair mess, and they rip part of her clothing, and all the ladies are coming. Who is this? This is, you know, this is from the city Besheva, or the city from Chalon, or this is this lady. What's her name? This is this lady. Now, let's say she's innocent. You know, the, the embarrassment is beyond anyone's comprehension. Hey, being standing there, being accused, and so you're telling me, that she's clean, she's going to get home, going to have blessings. How is she going to live with the man? So it's always quite practical. So there's, then there's the last question, which is not so clear if the Zoe means to ask that as a question. And why should she deserve a bracha? You know, the husband told her, do not be alone with this man. I don't trust you guys. And she violated, he told in front of witnesses, and she violated. And she went into the room, locked the door, and was alone. 
Now we don't know what she did there. So that's why he's bringing the Bismiglish. Oh, but the point is, she did something in violation. You're not supposed to be a married lady. You're not supposed to be alone. So a married lady cannot be alone with her. So Zoe says a very, very interesting thing. Zoe says that when this Pasha Soita was written, it was really written to bring a great holiness into the water. The holiness in the water made the wife forget all the negativity. You know, it got deleted. We know what deleted means. All the negative things got deleted. And not only got deleted, she is enthralled with her husband. She thinks he's the greatest guy. She's just, she melts for him. And that's the blessing she's going to have. Saeed's the blessing she'll have children. But it makes her love warm, fuzzy, whatever a person could think that a wife needs to be, she's going to be, and she's going to be like, the Shalom Ba'is is going to be unbelievable. So the Zoe says, but if she is guilty, the Kedusha of the water flies out, and the Tumah comes automatically into it. That Tumah that comes into the water, that is what kills her. It's not the Koyen. It's the rule is when this person passes away, there's great Kedusha in the body, because if there's great Kedusha in the body, it, it leaves the Kedusha and the Tumah comes there. Same here too, that if she, uh, she did defile, she, she did commit adultery, so then the Kedusha flies away and the Tumah comes there. And that's really what kills her. So then the Zoe goes on. So really, right now, the answer to the question is that the Koyan brings great Shalom. Such shalom, the people, I once spoke in public, people, the man says, how can we get hold of that water, the holy water? You know, and they have such great shalom bias. But it, this was the water that just brought incredible shalom bias. Now the question, so the, the coin did this, did both things. The, the last question was, so why does she deserve, why does she deserve to have a blessing? You know, she violated the reason is because she held the family together. Halachically speaking, the lady could say, I don't want to drink, and um, I leave, and I don't get a ksuba. I want a divorce. <clears throat> she could say that. But the fact that she was innocent and was willing to go this humiliation, she deserves a brocha. <clears throat> deserves an incredible brocha. This is what we see in the Torah, something very interesting. No one should ever violate. But sometimes when you do something not good and you really do tshuva, sometimes you get something so powerful that you couldn't get it if you would have walked straight. I always pointed out about Purim. We got a great holiday of Purim because we sinned. We fell. We bowed down to the Hashveros or we ate from the Sudach or we bowed down to Nechanetzer. All the reason is we, we ate from the Sudach Hashveris. All the Gemara says, the Medrash says, the intermarried. There was sins. Homer wanted to wipe us out because we, we the threat and thing that was deserving. But because we, we did tshuva, we got a gift of a gift, which is the great gift of Purim. Here too, even though this lady, you know, she sinned. There's no question about it. Why did you go into a room alone? You know, let's say she let's say she did nothing. You're not supposed to be alone. And, you know, maybe she did hug, hug each other. Who knows? But it doesn't make a difference. But you were not allowed to be alone. But the fact is that she's willing to go through this humiliation. She's going to get a blessing 
beyond anyone's imagination. Very interesting. So the reason why the Torah makes such a fuss about this again, it is because that brings down the Shekhinah. The Torah made such a miracle about this because in order the Shekhinah to be among us, we need Shalom Bayis, we need people, not to have Mamzerim, we need, we need this all t- together. And really what causes, what really causes people to do these things is alcohol. Torah says, Kisista Ishtoi. So the, the many Mefarshim say the word sister is also sister. What brings people to sin is alcohol. Alcohol, according to one Manduma, was the eight Sadas or Odomarishin eight. That was from a Geffen. And that is the causes us problems through life. Being an alcoholic and drinking alcohol and drinking Rechaims causes problems. You know, it's, I, I suspect it causes more problems than people claim it helps <clears throat> because, you know, you get addicted to it and really destroys. That's why right after that Pasha is the Pasha talks about the Nazir. The Nazir separated himself not to drink wine. Why not to drink wine again? It's because the wine is the one that causes the trouble. So here we are. We took away the wine from him, sort of to say. So... Now, the Torah teaches us a very, very important thing that we are a product of other magicians. And many often, and often, often, a part of pain we go through in life is because that's what Hashem decreed then on other magicians. You know, the fact that we have to earn a living, Mazeus, Apechel, Toichel, Lechem. Sweat of your brow, you gotta earn a living. Baruch Hashem, we don't sweat so badly. We do sit in the air conditioning car, but it's our job to work. It's work. We gotta go to work. The Gemara says, I never saw a lion being worried about tomorrow's meal. Gemara says, I never saw a cow worrying about his tomorrow's meal. Never saw any of the animal kingdom worrying. They just, we are worried. I'm gonna make ends meet. I'm gonna to eat, wait to sleep. We worry a lot. So the Torah says, this comes from the other magician. And when the world will be a ticking, when the friend, this is going to be fixed. But we carry, but we do carry of this part in us. This is a very important concept. That's why often things happen to us, sometimes not from this guild or from a different guild, but we have to accept it. See, when you accept your lot in life, you live much easier with it. When we fight it, then we, 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 we're not gaining any play. This is what happened to me. Now what can I do ahead for? This is, what, this is my test in life. Every, no, no two people have the same tests. And what we think is a terrible test, others think you, their test is worse. I, I've, I've spoken to enough people. It's always amazing how people think he's, the grass on the side is green. If they would know what's going on, they would never say that. But that's a human's are. But we have to, this is embrace this is here what we are. This is what happened to me, or this is, is happening to me, to embrace it. And this is the ticking, because we don't know exactly, you know, why this is going to be this way, and why Sheikh come, he'll tell every person the reason, but most people never know what the reason is. And all this is to have a connection to the Shekhinah. That's the greatest mitzvah we could do, is have a relationship with Hashem. This is very, very important. 
Because, you know, life is extremely distracting. And we get distracted from Hashem. Even though we do the mitzvahs, we daven, we keep Shabbos, and we do the details, but we, we forget that we have to be involved in Hashem. And the whole passion, the feeling the Shechina made a person to be there, it was much easier than to have a relationship with Hashem because you felt the Shechina, you literally felt it. Today we don't feel it, so we have a much harder time. But the, but the more you do it, the closer you to God, and the more it will help you. And I said this often, the best, best way to do this is talking to Hashem. Talk to Him like you talk to a friend. And tell him from A to Z. And I say, I know that you're running the world, but I need help with this, I need help with this. And people told me miracles. Someone recently told me, a young guy said to me a very interesting story. He works in a prestigious company, but they make you take off lunch. They don't want to be sued later. He has to take off lunch. He says, you know, he works the, when he goes in his lunchtime, he got addicted to the internet. I didn't ask him details, what, when, but he was very annoyed. He said to me that he heard me once say that I should daven even for the addiction. And he davened very hard, and lo and behold, he got a phone call, someone working in the same building, and they learn every lunchtime together. He said, it was like, tells me it was like, Mama should gift, uh, I, you know, I didn't reach out to the guy, I didn't even know that he works in the building. It's one of these office buildings. He had no, he had no idea who, who this guy. This guy heard about him and decided on his own, let's learn that a break. So he also takes a break then. And has been gone for a few weeks. So you, some, you see some it's things that he said, I never would have believed this, the Rebbein could help me this way. So the Rebbein can help a person to quit his terrible habits. can help this young man. You know, young, it's very hard to get, to get so... Uh, Obsessed with the habits. That's always the problem with young people, the more obsessed. Well, you see clearly what happens is that this is what he did. He, he became more, what's his name? Um, learning, and so his life changed. He says he's much happier about himself. The filler helps for everything. But what's even more important, not only helps for everything, you feel much closer to Hashem because you make Hashem a reality. And this is the whole parasha this week. And the next week is how the Shekhinah rests with us and how the Hashem wants to, sh- to be with you. is longing to be with you. Not just one, longs. Longing means he wishes and hopes and desires. We don't take it in. You know, it's like it's a one-way street. We have to learn how to be humble ourselves, yes, and believe that the Rebbeinu wants us. You are wanted, you're important. He doesn't need us, but he wants us. Rebbeinu doesn't need any one thing. He only wants us. But his want and desire for us is unbelievable. And the more we connect, the better you keep Shabbos, the happier you are, the more you do mitzvahs, the more you just work, walk, you, you walk with Hashem in your life, that brings the Shekhinah onto you. A godliness rests onto you.
there's an interesting word to add to all this. In the middle of the parsha, the Torah says, Somi Eshmi Yisrael, put my name on Cloud Yisrael, and I will give them a blessing. Everyone is troubled. What does this mean? Somo Eshmi Albanay, put my name on Cloud Yisrael, and I'll give them a blessing. What does it mean, put the name? So I saw a beautiful pshat, and I will explain it with a thing that I read many years ago. When I think it was Kennedy. His wife was asked, that her husband was a womanizer. I think it was the old Kennedy, not the president, his father. And he had, he had a woman in his life. And he once asked Mrs. Kennedy, she says, there's only one Mrs. Kennedy. Maybe he has a girlfriend, but there's only one Mrs. Kennedy. La Havdul, Eilef, Alpha, Abdullahs. The Torah says the same thing over here. The Somi Eshimi al Yisrael. I put my name on Bukal Yisrael. We carry the name of Hashem. It's like we are his, uh, the missus, you know, the president's wife, Mrs. Barak, will not go with her maiden name. I don't, no, probably no one knows her maiden name. I am the president's wife. I'm Mrs. Barak. I'm not going to go find some, you know, you know, I am, I'm Mrs. So-and-so. Well, who knows you? Ah, we carry the name of Hashem with us. We are the Kai Yisrael. God is our God. We're the chosen people. We, we carry the name of Hashem. So no matter how bad we are or how the relationship is not working well, we are still connected. And in this world, people's relationship don't work and, you know, we get separated and we get uh, distant and we don't get connected. It doesn't work with Hashem. You are, I never could divorce a Jew, the Rebbe says. No Jew gets divorced. The Jewish nation is my nations. I'll never change them to anything. So this is, we are the missus and the reason you notice that what do we give a bracha? We give the bracha, we give the end, the kahana give bracha shalom. If there's peace, there's everything. If there's no peace, now peace is in, in your own self. It's not only really peace with another person, because the more peaceful you are, the more peace you're with other people. And the blessings have a place to rest if you're a peaceful person. How do we gain peacefulness? How does that work? Peacefulness we gain is by sitting and talking to the Bosh and realizing how vulnerable we are, how humble we are, and he runs the show, and I need you desperately to help me. When a person feels you know, arrogant or if he doesn't feel good about himself, sometimes it's very hard to get along with them. But if you tell yourself, look, here I am, I'm doing my best, and here's, you know, I'm connecting, want to, you know, connect to people, to Hashem, that brings slowly peace. And the more you talk to Hashem, the calmer you'll be, and the more peace you'll, and the peacefulness you'll have. Any questions? See, you know, this week's Pasha, the Torah repeats himself 12 times, almost verbatim, about the Kerbanas the Nasi brought. Very interesting. Very, very, very interesting. See, nothing is repeated in the Torah. Every letter and every word is measured by the creator of the universe, why it has to be there. 
he said to Moshe Ben exactly what to write. It's exactly what Hashem, this is what I want you to write. So everything is there. So the reason is because we also all look almost alike. You know, we, we, we don't look alike, but we are humans who have the same, same things. So in the, in the, in the Karbonus it says, Shloishin imeyo mishkula. It was 130 the weight. And one basin, and one basin was 70 shkolam the weight. What is this lucky number, 130 and 70? Let me tell you what the Balam Kibalam say. Because again, the world, I began to explain before, other Marishan with his sin caused that the Shekhinah should move away. That's what he caused, unfortunately. But when did other Marishan finally make peace? You know when he made peace? 130 years he was separated from his wife. After 130 years, he went back to his wife, and then Shays was born, and the world started to have a peaceful resolution. He was annoyed at his wife, or in fact, he was annoyed at himself. But afterwards, he did tshuva. He got back. That's what's 110. Why it's 70? All the Marishan gave 70 years of his life to Tovah Damalach. Tovah was a Gilgal of the Marishan. And he, he started to fix the world by davening. The biggest fix of the world is, though the Malach is tell him, is to daven. And to admit to it, I have shortcomings. And I've done this and this. Please forgive me. That was the greatness of the Malach. Because we are going to make mistakes. We are humans. But the trick is not to be afraid just to say to the you know, I tried to be better, but this didn't work out. I'm so sorry what I did. Any other questions? See, as I point out, the good things in life, you have to work hard. To have a relationship with Hashem, you must work very hard. Not to have a relationship with Hashem is no hard work. Don't engage. Even friendship, you all know that. Social friends, and to be close. It needs work. You gotta call them up. You gotta speak to them. How are you? How are you doing? You know, it it doesn't come by itself. That's the, the that's very important. So to have a relationship with Hashem, we need to go kim say It's called. You gotta get up and do it. And the most the relationship with Hashem is by doing the mitzvahs and talking to Hashem, making Hashem a reality in your life. As I always say, being happy is not a, a, a default. No one, I never saw anyone be happy with a default. You know, he's, he wakes up in the morning and he's happy. We wake up in the morning, most of us are not too happy. But do I really have to get out of bed? I really, really, really have to get out of bed? That's how we, we walk around. We don't... We don't uh, no one gets up in the morning, yay, I'm alive. 
even children. You know, watching children. They get up and they're fetching. Unless they're going for a trip, they couldn't sleep all night. I noticed my grandchild had a trip, the Langboimer trip, and he was so excited that he woke up his mom early in the morning, couldn't sleep. Yeah, we would also do that. We have to pick up some, uh, you know, a lot of cash we want. We also act this way. But generally speaking, happiness, you got to work on it. You have to, you know, make it happen. You have to make it happen to be close to Hashem. So, and there's another factor over here that, which is very, very important. Every person is important in the eyes of Hashem. Because this week's Pashi is, we read Bamidbar, and this week, and then and, uh, and later in, the, in, in Bamidbar, that because you would think to ourselves, cause our mind, there are trillions of planets out there. We, we have no idea. The number is ain't soft. It's like it's not, never ending what we see out there. So we think to ourselves, who do you think Hashem cares about me? I honestly heard from a lady a very frightening conversation, she told me. She went through a very tough time, and she says, I was convinced that Hashem forgot about me. She went through a very, very difficult time, I mean, a real difficult time. And she was alone. She didn't have a, she didn't have who to be close to. And she says, "I really thought Hashem forgot me." And I said, "I hope by now you realize that Rebbe Nishim doesn't forget anyone. Every single person is precious in the eyes of Hashem. We perceive it wrong because we perceive if this and this we don't get, He has forgotten me." Avram Avini, I tried to explain to this lady, Avram Avini had a very hard life. He didn't have children. Everyone around us was popping babies, and he doesn't have children. Finally, at the age of 100, finally, he's got a child. Finally, he, he has a child. Now, Bavromini should have walked around. I'm a big tzaddik. I, I am the one who was spreading Yiddishkeit. The first person who spread Yiddishkeit was Avromavini. And he, he went out there and got everyone to be religious, you know, to recognize as a Shem in the world. And we were expected, everything should go chick-chack, you should have one child, more, a house full of children. Yitzchak, pushed out Yitzchak. And they had Yishmol, but that's it. According to, according to people, you know, people who claim, the people those days had many children. Many, many children. It wasn't, a, it wasn't like America. You had 1.2 and a dog children. You know what I mean? Uh, everyone had a house full of children. It was normal in those days. And Mavrum didn't. And Yitzchak barely had twins. Didn't have. And one was a wicked guy, Esau. And Yaakov, wow, did he go through problems in life. So it's not that the Rebbe forgets about us. He is focused on us. He knows this is our ticket. Our ticket is exactly this pain. Let it be someone you're not getting along with, someone that uh, is annoying you. The ticket, or it could be just a physical pain. It could be many, many different pains. But all this is, in, is exactly what the Rabbanishim prescribed for us.
You should know that I, I always say to myself, just like none of us look alike, none of us look alike. Even identical twins don't look alike. There's something, you, you know, if you get used to them, you know the difference. So, too, none of us are alike. Because every one of us, the Rebbein has a different cheshman. And you're very important in the puzzle. Every soul is extremely important in the puzzle. Sometimes we don't see it. I, I, I explained this in my shul about the Rus. I say this every year over. Rus, can you imagine, to make it short, no matter how I explained it, you know, Rus gets married. Some say she wasn't Jewish yet. Loses her husband, Machlein. Dies. So she decides to become a Jewish lady, join the Jewish nations. Finally, she, Boyaz wants to take her, and he takes her for a wife. One night they slept together, the next morning they didn't wake up. You know how devastating that must have been for her? She has a young husband, and he dies. Then she gets married, so much older, and one night together, and she becomes pregnant. Okay, she's pregnant, all right, very nice, she's pregnant. But I'm husbandless, and the child will be fatherless. But from this came out David, Shloima, and Mashiach. Amazing. But she didn't know this. She was in enormous pain. An enormous pain. Here I come, finally I'm a Jewish person, and this is what this is what I'm getting. So we don't see we don't know why things happen to us. We don't know exactly. Same thing with Boyaz. Boyaz had 60 children, you know that? Had many wives, had 30 boys and 30 girls, the mother says. There was a plague and all of them died. All of them were wiped out. And finally he gets married. So that night his wife dies. So finally he gets married to, to, to Ruth. That night he wakes up in the morning and he's dead. So what do you think the people around them said? The people around said, no one's going to remember who he is. He didn't even leave, it, leave an ear after him. And the truth is just the opposite. We all know who this is. We have no idea that anyone in that generation is that. So what we see with our eyes is different than what really it is. At that moment, it was just terrible for Boyaz. I always say the Ed Levaya, you know what they said to the Levaya? No one, there's no one to say Kaddish for him. There's no one, he died. No one's going to remember him. And we all know who Bayez is. We don't know who the other people is. So again, I just want to encourage, as I encourage every week, I encourage myself to wear a big smile on your face. Even though we're not in a mood, and we don't want to, and we're angry, to wear a big smile on your face. Okay.